Aloha and welcome back to No Smoke with Hawaii Johnny. That's right, that's right, that's right. We are live and high in the middle of the Pacific, giving you all the healthiest high education. Now, I am honored and stoked to be here with our first official guest calling all the way from across the ocean, the middle of Wisconsin. I want to send a huge aloha to George. Hey, George. Oh, really appreciate the opportunity to have a chat with you. George, thank you so much for making time for us here in our audience. Now, I know a little bit about you, and, and, and perhaps you can just take a moment and, and share uh, just your title, your name, and you, what your role is in this whole No Smoke community. All right. Well, you know, thanks for the introduction. Uh, my name is George Brewa. Uh, I'm the founder of Dynavap, and our mission is to uh, accelerate the transition for humanity away from smoking, right? Uh, and our, our goal kind of became evident, uh, you know, a few years ago. Uh, you know, I can get into the history a little bit later here, but it's really the driving force between or behind who we are and what we're doing if that kind of gives you a good summary for uh, what, what you're seeking. Oh, no, I appreciate you sharing that, that the, the Dynavap, the, the transition. Yes. I, I think that that is something that is so important, and it's at the heart of, if our listeners go back to the beginning of what started my show here, is that transition from combustion in regards to your medicine to a new form where you really don't have to burn your medicine anymore. No, it's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Well, it truly, truly is to me. As an individual, it's inspired me to create this whole show and try and educate others because I just almost can't believe that everyone doesn't know about this. And, and, and you, as the founder of Dynavap, and, and, and you've, you've really been leading a bit of a charge, like you said, towards this transition away from combustion. And... You've been uh, leading this charge for a, a little bit now, if, if I may ask. Yeah, it's been about, Dynavap has been in existence for about now six years. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, it's, it's getting close to that. Uh, you know, uh, the way I look at it is we went on pre-order in, in late 2015 on, on a couple of kind of entertainingly failed crowdfund campaigns. Uh, and that might be a story for another time. Mm -hmm. uh, and then... Uh, Started the selling product uh, in the beginning of 2016. 2016, and like you said, yep. there, there, there has been some there has been some uh, some successes for sure. And and those listeners who know about Dynavap, well, I think you probably already have one nearby, or 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 something is clicking nearby. If you've got a Dynavap, if you don't have one, I definitely recommend looking into the device and a little bit more about how it really works because it, it it's it's been I would say very innovative in this space. It, it, and I'm honored to speak to you because, well, as I think about how far things have changed and how far things have gone, I'm just wondering, what are some of your greatest reflections on this innovation and on your legacy? Well, when you put it that way, uh, I can tell you that the first thing, 
that comes to mind is what I think about effectively every day that I woke up is number one, oh, I woke up today. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> you know, so, you know, I, so I have a tremendous appreciation for each day that I wake up. And then as I'm kind of gathering my thoughts and thinking about, okay, what are the things that I'm going to be doing today? And typically what comes to mind is, oh, yeah, I get to go to work. Mm. I love going to work. In fact, it's probably one of the most fulfilling things that I get to participate in on an almost daily basis. And it just fills me with joy to be able to go to work and focus on something that I truly care about and do what I can and utilize the resources and the capabilities that I have to really push this mission forward to give people literally everywhere around the world an option to still consume the, the, the medicines and you know the, the, the things that they're looking to consume mm-hmm. in a much more responsible way that's far less harmful to themselves and the people around them. Now, you mentioned resources. That is something yep. that's really big to you all, yeah? Like, you, you all actually work with your own resources. Uh, you know, to, to as large an extent as we practically can, uh, we've, we've really gone out of our way from the very beginning uh, to integrate ourselves vertically is, is the, the buzzword that you're typically hearing, you know, vertical integration. Well, what is that? Well, mm-hmm. give you a quick summary. Vertical integration is the process of designing uh, a company, right, or mm-hmm. structuring a company so that you have as many of the processes of what that company utilizes to manufacture its product uh, either in-house or very tightly under control. So for us, uh, we've gone out of our way to vertically integrate. So uh, we've put a whole lot of the process necessary to make our product, uh, you know, from taking the, the raw stock that we machine some of our parts out of, uh, having the machines to actually machine it, people to run those machines, uh, the capability of uh, doing quality control, of finishing the parts, of cleaning the parts, of assembling the parts, uh, packaging the parts, and then taking those packaged devices and fulfilling them in our fulfillment department, uh, putting together a customer service department so we mm-hmm. can take care of our customers, uh, both retail and wholesale. And, you know, and, and there's others as well, but I, I don't want to get too far into details because I want to keep, keep the topic uh, relatively easy to listen to. Uh, but having access to these resources, uh, especially on the manufacturing side, has allowed us to really accelerate. Uh, the iteration and therefore development and refinement of our product. Hmm. Refinement. Yes, definitely refinement. And and I think that's a really critical component of Mm -hmm. why we went down this path to begin with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, We wanted to bring the highest quality devices that we possibly could to the market. Uh, We wanted them to be very, very durable. Because if it's going to be a life-changing product, yep. well, we don't want it to be creating, you know, and contributing to all of the, uh, we'll call it, the discarded things oh. that our society is throwing into the ocean or into the landfill. Mm-hmm. Right? So 
which is another thing we can you know yeah. delve into. And that's uh, since again we're vertically integrated, uh, we've systematically gone through a lot of our processes mm-hmm. over the last few years to remove as much of the plastic as we could from our devices and from the packaging that we're using uh, to really minimize that impact on the environment in terms of the waste stream. So the impact on the environment is also something that you consider part of your legacy here. Because, I mean, as a consumer myself, I've definitely seen your company go from very useful plastic tubes to cardboard to aluminum and wood and cardboard and wood. So it it really seems like paying attention to how things break down in our earth is related to your legacy as well. It, it, it definitively is. And not that the plastic tubes uh, are terrible. No. Uh, they were nice. Really from the onset, uh, you know, our devices that were sold in the plastic tubes, yes, they were packaging. Yes, they were plastic. However, unlike, uh, in my opinion, the vast majority of packaging that the vast majority of products are sold in, our packaging, those plastic tubes, were very, very reusable and not just reusable for another purpose they were reusable for a purpose that was very much in line with Mm -hmm. how the product that came in the packaging is used so you get the product you open packaging you take it out you look at it maybe you uh put it through its first usage cycle Mm -hmm. and then what do you do you put it right back into the packaging and you drop it in your pocket and some of the feedback that we got initially is that you know, people would utilize sometimes this plastic packaging that our devices came in for over a year, you know, again and again and again and again. And it really falls nicely into that, you know, mm-hmm. reduce, reuse, and recycle triangle of trying to have a, a more minimal impact on the environment. So that was a surprise to you then when you noticed that people were really hanging on to these for a long time. It, it was. And so I don't want anyone to think that I'm totally against plastic. It's no. certainly not the case. Um, in fact, I think plastic is just absolutely phenomenal material. There are things that we can do with plastic that we can't practically do with any other material. That's true. However, it's actually kind of sad to see how plastic, because it's such a capable material, yes. is really utilized in a lot of kind of sad manners where, you know, it's it, it constitutes disposable packaging that it's only there until the, the consumer mm-hmm. receives the item, tears it open and it goes right in the trash. And, you know, I, I'm as someone who's calling you well, speaking with you from Hawaii, we even see this rubbish come up on our beaches all the way out here in the middle of the Pacific. I mean, I mean, it, it is something. And like you said, maybe that's something we can, I don't want to get too much into the weeds with our listeners here. I know we're talking about thermal extraction devices. And, 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 and when I think about that, and I think about those moments where you had to pivot, you know, where you realize that maybe that wasn't quite what you thought, but maybe you can lean into that a bit more. Are there any other situations where you can reflect and think, oh, I didn't think about that at first? Um, well, I, I can tell you a story about the first one, right? Mm. So the first one happened, you know, when I was still in the developmental phase, you know, the early in the developmental phase in, uh, you know, late summer, 
fall of 2016. Okay. So just shortly after the, the, the crowdfund campaign that didn't really fly, mm-hmm. um, I was connected to uh, uh, this guy by the name of Ed uh, from Ed's TNT uh, by someone on uh, uh, a vaporizer form that many of us are familiar with that is typically referred to as FC. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really didn't understand who he was or who he represented until I got with him on the phone. And at that point, he's like, yeah, I, I do high quality uh, wood turning. And, uh, you know, someone suggested that uh, we connect. Like, well, cool. Uh, I think it might be really nice to uh, engineer one of our devices to be made partially from wood. And at that point, the only device I really had in uh, in hand or that had been designed or iterated was really our most rudimentary VAP cap, the glass VAP cap. Mm-hmm. And after having the conversation with him, I was like, now, how am I going to incorporate wood into a device that's primarily made from glass? I thought about it, and I thought about it, and it's like, well, well, what if I make the attraction chamber out of titanium? Because people like titanium. It's nice, it's inert, it's lightweight, it's kind of a nice material. And figure out a way to connect it to the wood, and maybe if I use O-rings, it'll help reduce how much heat is transferred to the wood so it'll work, so you can actually have a vaporizer that's mostly made from wood. Mm-hmm. Took a couple iterations, figured out a way to make it work. Uh, I had Ed making some of our first stems for uh, our product that we called the Thai Woody back then. And uh, collectively, uh, I don't think there was a lot of appreciation for what the product was because <laughs> I think it was just a rather large pain in the butt uh, because we were turning the wood to such a thin wall that. Oh, yeah. I, I think he broke quite a few of the ones that he could have sold to me mm-hmm. because the wall was too thin. You know, and he'd tell me, oh, the wall is too thin, the wall is too thin. Yeah, but I really want it to be this diameter. Um, and the reason I wanted it to be that diameter is because I needed my tips fit in the inside diameter. Mm-hmm. And um, after we got into the issues with the initial stems cracking, uh, which was, you know, again, those, those pre-orders that I shipped out just before Christmas in 2015, uh, had like, I don't know, 40 or 50 of them. It wasn't a huge number, uh, but it was pretty exciting for me. I had a number of people contact me that the wood was cracked. Oh. Now what am I going to do? And this is what determined what the final outside diameter of the tie woody had to be. And that is, I'm thinking, well, I need to reinforce that wood so it can crack. What can I use? What can I use? What can I make? How can I do it? I looked into these really cool rings that were made out of a, a nickel titanium alloy that when you heat them up, they actually shrink. Mm-hmm. So it would function almost like metal heat shrink tube, right? So it would compress the wood and keep it tight. And they just didn't shrink quite enough for them to be practical. And then I'm looking around, looking around. I was like, oh, wait a minute. The outside diameter of the cap is about the same size as the outside diameter of these wood stems. What if I just cut the bottom off the cap and cut a hole in the bottom of it and press fit it on so it would make like a little miniature crown. And so the crowns on all the Thai woodies are actually the bottoms that were cut off of cap planks. And that determined what the size of the Thai woody had to be. So, what a pity. Anyway, so to, to 
kind of finish up with your initial question, you know, this is kind of a long, drawn-out story, is the uh, the real revelation happened, uh, I'd say, kind of first, second quarter of 2016, when somebody that I'd sold the Thai Woody to decided to make their own stem. And I saw a picture of it on FC, and I was like, oh, they're knocking off my product. Yeah. <laughs> but before I said anything, yeah. I bit my tongue. Mm-hmm. I looked into it. I thought really hard about it. I was like, hey, that's hard to do to bite your tongue. Oh, go it's, ahead. It's go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt, but that is no, no, difficult. No, I love it. Please, please interrupt. <laughs> uh, so, as I'm contemplating, yeah. like, wait a minute. Are they really knocking off my product? Mm-hmm. You know, where is the real engineering? Where is the design? Where is the innovation in the product? Is there some in the stem? Yes, there is. Yeah. But the majority of it was in the titanium tip that had to be engineered to enable a torch-powered or an exothermal uh, vaporizer to exist, right? It doesn't have to be a torch. It just needs to be some source of heat of sufficient temperature to raise your oven effectively mm-hmm. above extraction temperature for your product right sure. so we could couple it to wood so we got this external person that i have no relationship with that's making an accessory <laughs> yeah. for really the proprietary part of what was at that time my product and right? that, that's a pivotal moment that, that in in my, in my opinion that's a pivotal moment that that that's a moment like you said you really have two choices there i think you so, can you can try and stop it or you can yep. embrace it. And I think we both know what the choice was. Sure. It, it wasn't to try and stop it. And once I came to that determination, before I had gone the route of contacting anybody or, you know, looking to, you know, is this an infringement mm-hmm. or anything along those lines, like, how about we take the complete opposite approach? And when I, when I look back at this, this is not just a pivotal moment, I think, for the company. Mm-hmm. It was a pivotal moment for me as a person wow. to embrace what other people in this community have to offer. And I was like, okay, you know what? Instead of just not doing anything negative to this person and letting it lie, how about I reach out to them and offer them assistance and do the exact opposite of telling them to stop doing it? embrace the moment, embrace the person for everything that it has to offer and see what happens if, you know, I, I go the route of actually investing in developing the relationship. Mm. And I am so incredibly grateful for how things turned out because now there there's a multitude of extremely passionate, driven, innovative people out there that are manufacturing some of the coolest accessories yeah. for a product I could have ever imagined. Sure. Industries are being built around this because of the the innovative capability that, that people are be- feeling inspired with, I feel, you know, and, and I think it does go back to that moment where instead of pushing away, you chose to embrace. And I, and I think I appreciate you sharing that. That is a pivotal moment for not just a company, but it, for an individual. To, to look past the competition in humans 
and rather see the gifts and the assets that we all possess. I totally agree. And, and that's why I said it wasn't just for the company. It really changed my entire outlook mm-hmm. on life and how to behave and how to interface with other people out there. And when, when I look back in terms of who I was and how I felt and how I handled situations prior to that and after that, there's a substantial change. And as things continue to progress and as I found more relationships and took the similar approach, mm-hmm. even when, when uh, you know, dealing with some very difficult customers along the way, like, okay, this person said some really rotten things to me mm-hmm. and directly to me because, you know, in the early days, I was the customer service department. And this matters so much to them, right? I mean, this is their medicine. Yeah. I, I get that. I understand. And like you said, you're one-man yeah. band at that time. Yeah. But uh, instead of, you know, firing back or, no, that's not covered under warranty mm-hmm. or, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, or, yeah, you're so mean that even if I was going to do it, I'm not going to do it. Uh, no. Uh I don't know what this person's circumstances are. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're suffering through. Mm-hmm. I don't know what hardships they're enduring. Mm-hmm. And they've taken the time to put their time, their effort, and their passion into reaching out to me with their issues, with their concerns, even if they're legitimate or not. That's not the point. It's now my challenge to see if I can find a way to not only resolve the problem, but to instill this person with a little bit of joy and happiness and maybe a little bit of gratitude for the fact that, you know, we're all in this together. And so it became almost a, a, a challenge I took upon myself and I've tried my best to instill in the other people that are now part of the company, especially in the customer service department. It's like, look, when someone contacts you and they're not very nice, they are challenging you to solve their problem. Embrace that challenge. And when you succeed, not only are you going to make for a happy customer, you are going to feel a level of satisfaction that's hard to achieve in any other way. It's feedback. You're totally oh, and right. It's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Such a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I, just, to, just to touch on a little bit of what you were mentioning in the very beginning of our conversation, feedback to me means that we're alive and that Absolutely. There's an interaction. It's how we navigate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. You think about it. When you're walking down a path in the woods, your eyes are giving you feedback in terms of where the path is. Oh, mm-hmm. there's a branch. I might want to duck. Okay. And so, you know, again, kind of swinging back to uh, the things that our customers have to say, as much as I don't like reading the, the <laughs> negative and sometimes the disparaging comments that people tend to make, the reality is, from a company operations perspective, that's the goal. Mm-hmm. That's the information that helps us find our opportunities for improvement and to make a product that is more in tune with what it is that the community desires. Because that's what needs to happen. A business is not a business if it's not balanced with what the community desires. Mm-hmm. And I and to our, to our listeners right now, I mean, if if you're wondering, you can. I think a lot of it speaks for itself. If we go to FC, which to me is 
a valuable resource that exists in the world. And that's maybe another conversation, um, these forums and these communities that exist. But, you know, there is a lot of conversation around Dynavap and not just around Dynavap, but Dynavap induction heaters, Dynavap stems. I mean, the, the list goes on. And I think it all stems back to that pivotal decision that you made. And, and I, I just wonder, is there any other reflections that you have looking forward now? Oh, there, there certainly is. And, and I'm glad you asked. Uh, so uh, another discovery that kind of came along this uh, path, mm-hmm. rather challenging path, because, <laughs> uh, you know, the one thing that, uh, you know, I can really attest to is that it's difficult to even imagine how difficult and how challenging it is to grow a business if you haven't been in that position, if you haven't been part of that business along the way and and had to contend with some of the hardships. Uh, So when I look at other fast-growing businesses, uh, especially years ago before I had this experience, I think, oh, it must have been really cool to be part of that business because they're growing really fast. the answer is yes, but also very difficult and very challenging and very, very important point here. In some situations, extraordinarily uncomfortable, mm. right? You cannot be part of a fast-growing company without some significant levels of distance. Mm-hmm. Fast-growing means fast-changing, and fast-changing means what we thought yesterday doesn't necessarily apply today, which means we got to be problem-solving all the time and just addressing these challenges that sometimes you couldn't even anticipate and holy cow if we don't figure this out and we don't know how because we've never done it before but if we don't it might be the end so back to you know other other reflections one of those huge things is if your intent is to foster a relationship right if it's important to you to create a new relationship, it's almost required as you, the person that wants to create a new relationship to make the first investment. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you're just waiting for someone to discover you, <laughs> I'm not saying it won't happen, mm-hmm. but the reality is it probably won't. Mm-hmm. If you, if you want someone to discover you, well, you need to invest in them first, Mm. just period. And many times that investment may yield nothing and you have to be willing to take that risk. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's a hard risk. We've tried and it's worked out very well for us. Uh, you know, one of the best examples I can give is uh, a campaign that we started, uh, with the introduction of our 2019 M mm-hmm. where uh, we, we included uh, some karma vaps uh, without telling anybody uh, when we uh, started filling our pre-orders, you know, it was our, it was our secret campaign where we collected uh, a whole bunch of pre-orders in March, late March for our 2019 M, which was our best M to date. Mm-hmm. And we accumulated all these pre-orders. We made up a whole bunch of, Karma vaps, where we lasered uh, karma on the caps and karma vap onto the stem, and we included those uh, with all of the pre-orders with a little card that said, uh, "Thank you for your support of our company." Here's a little gift for you to share with someone you care about. Uh, 
just to do it, to, to empower our customers to have a tangible thing because they're already our customers. They know our product. They know how it works. And they've probably shared it with their friends or told them about it, but may not have been in the position to be able to afford to simply give them one. And now they were. And it, it made a tremendous impact in terms of building some awareness of our company. One thing about those Karma apps, and, and this is a, a fascinating thing, is that the map is still visible online. And you can see the global impact that this started yeah. to, to, to have. And it really is global. People care about this. They do. And I think it's really important for me to share. We care too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, occasionally I see some really kind of harsh posts, you know, on Reddit especially, about, uh, you know, us launching products and quality control has gone down the tubes and we don't care and it's just a big money grab. You know, it, it, it certainly isn't the case. Uh, you know, for, for the people out there that think that's the case, uh, I really wanted to take into consideration, in order for us to bring the products to market that we do, it takes a tremendous amount of resources. Mm-hmm. It takes the dedication of a pretty dedicated group of people that really care about what they're doing. They come to work every day and put their, their passion behind what this product is, their passion behind how can we make this product better and trying to solve those problems. And as your company is growing and you're getting to the next level of scale, trying to maintain all of these things becomes increasingly difficult. Uh, A simple example is it's actually pretty easy to make a prototype, even Mm -hmm. if it's a complete thing. To make 10 copies of that prototype is quite a bit more difficult, right? And if you think about whatever it might be, you know, if it's a consumer good, the cost to make a prototype, there's no way that you can sell it at a price that's going to get you any reasonable return for the investment of your time your in your materials and whatever equipment you might need, need to use to make it. To make 10, maybe. But when you start talking about hundreds or thousands, it requires the coordinated effort of a whole group of people. And those people need to make a wage. And those people need a place to work. And, you know, to, to manufacture things requires equipment. It requires supplies. It requires a supply chain. And the purchase of materials, it requires capital. And you have to buy the materials in advance to keep everything going. Mm-hmm. And you know, forgive me, I don't want to keep going on. No, no. But it's important. It, 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 takes, it takes a tremendous amount mm-hmm. of focus, energy, and resources to grow a company. Yeah. And to grow a company fast takes even more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, the world is big. I, I mean, the world is big, and I hope people really understand how much planning it takes and in, intentional decision-making it takes to be able to deliver anything across the world, whether it's an idea or even more so if it's a product. I mean, a, a, as I sit here and I hold a VAP cap in my hand, this is like nothing else before. And I think that's really, really cool. And I think that's super important For our listeners, I think that's super important for our world as we continue to find better ways to live our lives. And 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 George, I just wanted to say huge mahalo for for joining us. I'm going to give you a moment here. I just want to say thank you for sharing so much about just a little bit on this journey because, I I mean, you've come so far and now you even have O rings with the Dynavap name on it. 
Oh, isn't that fun? It's amazing. That, that, was, that was one of the goals for uh, for 2021 is uh, wanted to get our our name on the O-ring because uh, as you know, the, the downside of having a product that is somewhat successful is it becomes more appealing for other people out there to mm. try and ride on the coattails and and, and make similar products. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we really wanted to do everything we reasonably could do to differentiate our product uh, from what might look like a knockoff or a counterfeit. Uh, but anyway, don't want to get too far down the negative path mm-hmm. because the, the reality is this uh, this journey has been such an amazingly positive experience for me. And I, I really, truly believe uh, the vast majority of the people on our team here uh, at Dynavap, uh, I'd like to keep the focus on those positive things, what we're doing and what we hope to be doing in the future, provided that we can continue to stay aligned with what the community is looking for from us as a contributing part of this community. Now, I I have so much more I'd love to ask you about those community members, about some of those early adopters that really changed and helped you pivot your thinking. But I want to wrap with this last question, if you don't mind. Okay. And, and, and perhaps we can catch up again because this has been an honor. But if we consider all of these efforts and the work that you're doing and, and your whole team is doing, well, why would you say this matters to you all? Why does it matter? I think it matters for two reasons. Uh, number one, the mission to do our part to bring the intentional combustion and the inhalation of smoke, right? to an end for humanity's sake, right? So everyone can breathe easier. But the other thing is Dynavap exists as not just a vaporizer company, but really at at our core, we're a research and development organization. And because of that, not only provides me as a person that likes to create things with access to resources, being highly capable people, uh, really capable and interesting machines, CNC machines, lasers, etc., um, and the other materials necessary to create things. Okay, but it also provides those people that are part of our organization with access to the same things. And so it's something that we're really, really happy about is that we're able to also empower our staff with the capability to come up with ideas have them implemented, and not just on the products that we're currently manufacturing and improving some of those processes, but uh, uh, for what it's worth, a really exciting thing happened this year. Uh, We've got uh, several of our employees now have their names on some new patents that we filed for products that aren't even remotely related to the things that we're manufacturing currently. More growth in totally different directions. If you want to catch up with George some more listeners, please know that he graciously shares himself on Tea Time on Sundays if you want to check that out. Um, And I just uh, wanted to give a huge mahalo to our listeners and to George for joining us here today. Like I said, every Sunday you can catch him. Is there anything else you wanted to share or promote, George? Uh, Yeah, so I tend to do Tea Time at 8.30 Central Time. It's, it's really just kind of an open format forum, uh, usually live stream on Instagram and on Twitch. Uh, and it's my commitment to 
being available to this community. So if you want to ask me a question direct, you can do it there. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, if if you're having problems or difficulty with something, you know, with any of our products, or you've got some ideas that you want to share, it's a great place to connect. And it helps me keep my finger on the pulse of what's really going on in the community. And I think it's really, really important if, if I'm in the position of helping to drive and direct where our company is going. So that's why it's there. That's why I do it. And I'm just hopeful that uh, there's more people out there that if they want to know more, uh, they'll connect with us as a company. Simple as that. Help us uh, Help us with our mission. Help us reduce and eventually eliminate people lighting things on fire just to consume them. That is exactly what we're looking for. We hope that it will click with everybody soon. George, thank you so much for joining us here today. To our listeners, thank you so much for joining us here again on No Smoke with Hawaii Johnny. We're super stoked to be here, and we will catch you next time. Ahoy ho! Ahoy ho!